I don't know if this deception qualified as a half step down the slippery slope. I had no sensation of sliding. But of course, we never noticed the descent until we're rocketing along at high velocity. Dean Koontz. Hey, my name is Zach and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm open to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. All right, guys, quick little disclosure here. Uh, This episode was recorded before British Columbia's uh, vaccine mandate slash vaccine passport uh, ruling came down. Uh, This, again, this kicks in very quickly, September 13th, and our federal election is September 20th. So I don't fully understand if that's going to have any impact on people's abilities to vote in person. But just to be safe, Get out to the advanced polls. That's the week before, I believe it's September 10th to 13th. So obviously try to get in there September 10th to 12th if you can. Uh, There's also the mail-in ballot as well. But I would, yeah, I would just, I would recommend getting on it early so that you don't have to face any interference um, regarding these new mandates uh, for any indoor uh, social gatherings. And I don't know what they're going to classify voting as. I'm thinking and hoping that, you know, the the federal aspect of the election will take precedence over provincial rules. But again, I don't know. I haven't been able to find any definitive information yet. So get out there early. Get out there the week before, September 10th to 12th. Get that vote in. And uh, here we go. All right. A little bit of house cleaning before we get on with this episode. If you are a Samsung user, please turn this off now. Uh, The batteries have been proven in the past to explode. Um... It's just, it's no longer acceptable to listen to podcasts on them. Again, this is for your own safety and for the safety of those around you. These cell phones may explode at any moment. So please turn this off and turn in your cell phone. Now, again, to all my other listeners, you know, LG, iPhone, Motorola. Does Motorola make phones? Anyway, you guys, welcome. You guys can listen to this and uh, let's get on with the discussion. God, discussion. That's pretty loosely used here because it's going to be me yammering into my uh, my microphone again tonight, but it is what it is. So again, we're talking about mandatory vaccines tonight, um, you know, vaccine passports. Uh, basically, probably the biggest two hot-button topics on this year's Canadian federal election. Again, it's a snap election, got called in the middle of the apparently deadliest wave of the pandemic so far, the fourth wave, uh, in the middle of wildfires raging across BC, in the middle of you know, economic downturn, um, a whole slew of other issues. But the most important thing right now is to get out and vote your vote of confidence for Trudeau to have another four years at the helm, this time, hopefully, as a majority leader, so he doesn't have to bow down and work with any other parties, because that's just difficult and annoying. He wants to ram everything through that he can. And so the big topic that he announced just three or four days before uh calling the snap election officially is that he wants to mandate mandatory vaccines for all government employees and all government regulated industries so that's uh, commercial airlines uh, railway transportation cruise ships all that and so again it's going to be all government employees and then if you want to travel around this 
country apart from on foot or in a vehicle, uh, you've got to get vaccinated. Now, uh, along with that and kind of following that lead, now Manitoba, which is a province in Canada, for those of you who don't know, same with Quebec, another province in Canada, mainly speaks French, bonjour. They, uh, they already had talked about mandatory vaccines, vaccine passports, they're rolling it out, making it an app, all that good stuff. Now, not good stuff. Anyway, uh, now, uh, since the announcement of this election and what is going to become and has already become the massive wedge issue in this election, uh, BC is now emboldened. So that's the province where I am, British Columbia. They're now emboldened to put their own program in place. Now, as I'm recording this, this is August 22nd. Uh, tomorrow, Monday the 23rd, they're going to announce their official platform on that and their official rollout date and what I will and will not be allowed to do um, if I remain unvaccinated by then. Uh, so far, it's looking like restaurants, sporting events, movie theaters, any kind of indoor social activity. And it's kind of, you know, uh, it's a sign of the times. I had a friend on social media I just saw posted uh, just a picture from dinner with her and her husband saying, you know, the last supper <laughs> because they don't know when these rollouts are going to take place or when they're going to be barred from going to a restaurant again and for how long. So uh, all this stuff, it should be alarming to anybody because to me, again, like I kind of alluded to in one of the earlier episodes, like you look back six months, nine months, um, the issue was or basically the phrasing around this was that the idea of vaccine passports, mandatory vaccinations, uh, travel checkpoints was all lunacy conspiracy theory. And, you know, I thought the same thing. I said, there's no way that it'll ever get to that point. That's crazy. Um, and yet, here we are. And, you know, I actually have a quote from the prime minister himself when it came to that, because he had sent months again saying that, there would be no kind of mandatory vaccine program or vaccine passports. And he called them, and this is, quote, extreme measures that could have real divisive impacts on community and country, end quote. Well, now it's the prime wedge issue for this whole election cycle. And while, again, it's one of many issues, it's quickly risen to the top as far as the most divisive, uh, the deepest wedge that it's pushing uh, socially. And just it's, you know, it's nasty. You know, and just to clarify, like, this isn't my position on vaccines themselves. You know, I, I don't have a reasoned argument really against it, other than I'm just worried because it hasn't, you know, had all of its approvals. It's still solely being distributed under the emergency youth authorization and the, uh, what is it, an interim health order in Canada. You know, that's how it's being rolled out. That's how, how it's being distributed. I get it. It's an emergency. But you know, this is this hasn't passed through all of its FDA clearances, all of its different tests that it has to go through. So that's, you know, that's where I'm coming from. But I have I have no objection to anybody taking the vaccine. I think that every single person who's, you know, above age that it's, you know, applied to, uh, they should have access to the vaccines if they want to. You know, those at higher risk should be given priority as far as getting them. I, I think that just makes sense. That's who you want to protect. That's who we're theoretically protecting here. Um, so again, this isn't my stance on vaccines. I've had every single other vaccine that, you know, uh, along my, you know, growing up in Canada or traveling abroad, I've gotten every single booster. I've had to get tetanus boosters multiple times for my line of work. It's not that. Again, this isn't an argument against vaccines or vaccinations. It's just an argument against mandating it and then creating a tiered society due to it.
So back to the ugliness and the wedge that's driving in Canadian politics. I mean, I imagine it's the same elsewhere around the world. Like we have, you know, again, a lot of our news focuses on the Western world when it comes to COVID, specifically Canada and the U.S. But, you know, we're well aware of what's going on in Australia right now as far as the government lockdowns and the bringing in of the military. And, you know, like primarily, again, my listenership is North America, but to, to you guys who do listen in Australia, I know there's a few of you. If any of you would like to get a hold of me and I'd like to find out what's actually going on there or, you know, what the feel is like or what the opinions are surrounding it, because, I mean, what we hear out here, it's lunacy. I was just reading today how a, a dog shelter in New South Wales, an adoption agency, um, they decided to kill all the dogs that were up for adoption because, you know, a, another shelter had expressed you know, they were going to come, they were going to take them in and they could save them. Um, and, you know, rather than risk the people, I would assume one or two of them traveling in, in a truck to come pick up these dogs, uh, they just killed all the dogs. And, you know, so now it's a big uproar. This happened a matter of a couple of days ago. Um, that's fucking lunacy. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Um, rather than, you know, run the risk of a couple people driving over grabbing these dogs, taking them to a new shelter where they can stay there for longer term and, you know, be raised. Uh, instead, they just kill them all off. And, you know, um, so good job, Australia. You know, you guys are really being, uh, having a light shined on you for being at the top, like handling COVID the best. And now we're shooting dogs in kennels. So, but, you know, again, good job surrendering all the firearms a couple of years ago. That's the way you know, that's, that's the way to keep things civil. That's the way to keep civil rights, to, <laughs> to have the rights of the individual. Uh, again, slippery slopes. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm not trying to be a, one of those fucking nut jobs. But um, it's just, I think it's something that we should all be aware of. And if you have been paying attention over the last year, um, it may feel like that angle that we're sliding at is increasing quite drastically. Now, sorry, again, Canada. I'm focusing on the election here. I'm not talking about dog killers in Australia, in Canada. So now the big wedge is obviously socially. Uh, there have always been kind of the arguments or just the insults thrown at anybody who's vaccine hesitant as being stupid, um, you know, low IQ, whatever, whatever the argument is that you want to hear. I mean, whatever insult you want to throw, it's all been thrown. We, I've read it all. I've seen it all. It it doesn't really phase me, to be honest, because I think that, you know, that kind of status should just be people's own <laughs> uh, knowledge. It doesn't always have to be public, which is, again, what these vaccine passports will be doing. Uh, but the argument that, you know, uh, every person who's vaccine hesitant is a moron and has no logical reason to do this. I mean, I'm just, I'm again, I'm trying to steel man this argument, this position a little bit in saying that, and you know, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a lot of fucking morons on this side too, who just, Trump said something at some point, and again, I know we're in Canada, but for whatever reason, you see Trump flags at the 2020 election cycle, 2016, I'm still baffled by it. Anyway, but because somebody said it on the media at some point not to get vaccinated, they are at a hard line to say no. Don't think for a second that if 80% of the eligible population uh, is vaccinated, that there aren't a massive number of fucking morons on your side too. You know, like people who are just, well, the TV told me to do it. Okay, yeah, you got it for that reason. Perfect, right on. 
So just say that, you know, don't say, well, look at the science, look at the numbers. Well, you just got it because they told you to. So relax here. All right. We're all we're all in this together. We're all pretty stupid. We're all trying to find our way to a better path forward. That's all. You know, that's another thing that is missing. And it obviously it'll never get a light shone on it in a a campaign trail but the idea that and I don't agree with the with some of the other ideas proposed by other parties but the thing is that I think you know whether the politicians are open about it or not I mean the politicians have their own agenda but all voters typical people like the people that we work with the people that you run into on an everyday basis everybody just wants what they think is best moving forward so you know it because somebody may not agree on your opinion to the path, maybe there's five paths and you're picking path C Well, they want to take path A, but you're all trying to get to a better place somewhere where Canada or whatever country you're in is better off. You're in a better position. Uh, it helps the most people possible. That's what everybody is wanting here. And so I think that's something to keep in mind when you're dealing with uh, people, even if it's an online argument or if it's in person, you know, I've seen heated discussions already and we're one week into this fucking thing. So, yeah, it's it's ugly. Um, you know, as we were talking about in the the episode, you know, Canada goes back to the polls like that divisiveness and that negative partisanship is at an all time high and it's climbing like this isn't slowing down the the level of, you know, vitriol is not going down by any means and so keep that in mind when you're just talking to the everyday average person, like you can have your opinion on the leaders, but you know, that, that guy next to you, the guy working on a construction site next to you, just because he's planning on voting for somebody else, because he thinks that plan is the best one forward. Like you got to keep things civil. I mean, that's the other thing too, is this idea of the, the vaccine mandates and the absolute like hatred that is spewed, not just online, like, but in personal dialogue or in, you know, again, online, person to person, over the phone, whatever, that that vitriol that's sprayed towards anybody who's vaccine hesitant. Do you think that's going to help anybody really come to terms with it? You're not doing anything good for the discussion. You know, all you do is you drive people's heels into the ground. That's it. You're just berating them. You're trying to push them around. All you're doing is you're pushing them deeper into the sand. They are not going to come out of that position anymore. But yet, that seems to be the prime tactic being used now. I mean, now it's, you know, it's no longer, well, do it for the betterment of people. You know, it's for your neighbor. It's for your own good, yada, yada, you know, the whole spiel. Well, now it's turned to take the vaccine or there's no more indoor theaters, movies, dining, pubs, again, movie theaters gyms, any kind of indoor fitness. Um, and here's the one of the most interesting ones too. Uh, any post-secondary on-campus student housing, you won't be allowed in unless you're vaccinated. And now looking forward, if you follow the rhetoric and just kind of, again, the way things have been getting progressively, uh, you know, more heated and more restrictive, here's where the opinion pieces are going now. Ah, uh, you know what? If you aren't vaccinated... You shouldn't even get medical care, medical attention, or at least you should be placed in a secondary line where the vaccinated people get treated first. And then if there's any beds left over, if there's any, you know, spot that isn't being used yet, then maybe we'll take a look at you. And I'm not kidding you about this. Like this is on national newspapers. I saw an editorial about it from the Vancouver Sun, which is probably the biggest paper in the province here or the province. Anyway, that's for locals. But 
this article was talking about how, yeah, it uh, basically was apparently from a healthcare professional who just is fed up with it. And if people don't want to get vaccinated, then they don't, they obviously don't believe in the medical community. And so they shouldn't be coming to hospitals to gain any treatment was the gist of this article. And to me, then (laughs) crazily, I got into this in a personal discussion today too. And it's, you know, it's, it's something that I'm passionate about because I don't think people think of the ramifications on this. Or, you know, you look back to the Hippocratic Oath and in the original text, you know, here's a line from it. Into whatsoever houses I enter, I will enter to help the sick and I will abstain from all intentional wrongdoing and harm, especially from abusing the bodies of man or woman, bond or free. Now, again, that was referring to the different class systems at the time. And, you know, regardless of that, medical treatment was granted to you. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say that, you know, maybe some doctors will decide, you know, if push comes to shove, like whether they're going to treat somebody who's in the same state who is vaccinated, who's in the same state who's unvaccinated, and maybe it is a respiratory illness. And I'm saying they're in identical states. There's only one doctor. Which one will they perform on? I mean, that's up to their moral judgment, right? And I... I honestly, if they're, you know, frustrated with the state of everything, I I couldn't put it past them to operate on the vaccinated person first, I suppose. You know, if I was put in that situation, that's, you know, what my healthcare profession was. That's where all my guidance was coming from. I don't know. But the idea of mandating that into law or then espousing that as your opinion of people and basically saying that if you know again if you are unvaccinated you don't deserve to get medical treatment or you don't deserve the same level of medical treatment um that's scary man like that's (laughs) i know in most countries you know medical attention is referred to as a right maybe not in the states but you know most countries healthcare is a right and i i think that's an accurate representation of what it should be but to then say that, you know, if you're if you're vaccinated, all is good, yet you can see a doctor, you can get worked on, no worries. But if you're unvaccinated, you obviously don't believe in anything of the the medical industry or, you know, healthcare. So why are we gonna afford you any of the amazing wonders of modern medicine? And again, I understand where maybe the hypocrisy comes in in saying that, but it's I've already laid it out. That's why I have a bit of an issue with uh, the COVID vaccine. It's just time on market and, you know, checking out some of these side effects and getting some more clearances. That's it. And so, again, now saying like applying this same slippery slope argument, which, you know, some people laugh at. Some people say that, you know, if you believe in a slippery slope argument, you've never been skiing because you can stop. I uh, I don't know. I would view this a lot more of a as an avalanche than as a single person going down a ski slope because try stopping an avalanche when society starts moving in one direction, right? So um, applying that same argument again to the idea of these passports, mandatory vaccines, travel checkpoints, you know, all the above to those being crazy conspiracy theories. And then within six to nine months, uh, here we are and we're actually clamoring for them. Uh, well, the majority anyway, and then using that power of majority to dictate the remaining minority of the population. So again, like, just think about where this shit could head. Like, right now, officially, they're talking about, again, restaurants, movie theaters, sporting events, indoor social gatherings, right? But, you know, now, in the rumor mill, and in all the editorial sections, is healthcare and medical care. You know, this is 
uh, this is critical stuff that we consider a right in Canada. And yet now the, the, the next kind of institution that they're starting to target when it comes to uh, this two-tiered society is medical care. So, you know, again, without trying to sound too hyperbolic, but at the same time trying to emphasize points, which is something that I struggle with immensely all the time because I, quite frankly, shouldn't be talking about this shit, maybe. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I, th- I think it's... I think it's important, you know, it goes down to just general accountability. I mean, I think I think if there's one thing that is great about social media, and this extends much farther than politics or this campaign trail, is the fact that you really can have a voice. Uh, you know, this is, we're going to talk about this, uh, maybe we already have talked about this, I don't know what order I'm going to release these in yet, but in Bill C-10 and Bill C-36 regarding free speech, but, you know, let's pretend those aren't in play here and you know as an individual with social media you have a voice and I think that's something that is incredibly important and something that we should utilize and you know be wary of anybody who kind of does try to strike down uh, that idea because again if you've got a bad idea I think that it should be aired out should be exposed to sunlight and then people can uh, dissect it and tear it apart Uh, that's again one of the great avenues and um, the main kind of founding principle of freedom of speech. But I digress. The idea of accountability here with all this stuff is that to give yourself a voice, like if you do feel about talking about about this, you know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe I'm fucking way out to lunch, but, you know, maybe I'm not. And maybe this will help, you know, people kind of realize that this idea, you know, there are other ideas out there. It's not just a sheer blindness or political affiliation that that would make people hesitant to this thing. Or, you know, again, you can be completely pro-vaccine. You can be fully vaxxed up. Like, again, great. I'm, I'm happy for you. If that's what you feel comfortable doing, awesome. I'm all for it. But you can still be against vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. Like, th- that's a clear distinction here. I have... I have nothing to argue with with people who say, you know, take the vaccine. Uh, I took the vaccine. I'm comfortable with it. I have no argument with you at all. That's that's not my fight. Like, like perfect. You know, you're helping us get to herd immunity, which I, you know, I. Uh, that aspect isn't lost on me either. The idea that maybe the position I'm in, just riding along while everybody else gets me herd herd immunity, is you know a cowardly position to take. Uh, it's something that I think about all the time. Anyway, but this is. That's a different discussion and something I'm always battling with in my own head. But anyway, going back to this discussion here, you can be pro-vaccine, but against these mandates. And if anything, I think you guys should be adding your voice to this more than anybody because you're not denying the science of it. You're denying the social aspect of it, which I think is at least as important when it comes to a country and a population of this size. And... (laughs) You know, it, it's um, yeah, it's nerve-wracking to me to see how many people are in favor of this aspect of it. Uh, I've got not a care in the world, no argument to to make with people who, you know, want to get vaccinated. And they, you know, even when you if you think that everybody should, you know, that's that's fine. That's a perfectly fine thought to have. Great, we can discuss that. But the idea of mandating this stuff and creating a two-tiered society, that's not on the table to me for discussion. Like that's something that I just fundamentally oppose, and I'd hope that anybody in here does too. I mean, there have been lots of social movements in the past to eliminate 
tiered societies. And I'm in no way comparing this directly to it. I'm just saying, all right, get off my back. <laughs> I understand like this is a really hot button topic in 2021 and maybe even not a, I mean, it's probably not a fair comparison. Um, I should probably just stop talking about it, but it's, um, yeah, it's something to keep in mind. I don't think moving back to a tiered system, um, moving towards that in any way is going to produce any good results for anybody. It's going to have unintended consequences out the ass. Um, you know, a lot of things that I can, you can pretty easily tell would be a consequence of it. But again, it's just applying that slippery slope mentality to it a little bit because if there's anything that this last year and a half has proven I mean it moves pretty quick and it tends to pick up steam and you know I'll tell you it's um it's really proving to be a real-time experiment in kind of showing that that group psychology and that mob mentality when it comes to identifying you know a target group in the demographic in your population and then ostracizing them from the rest of the community I mean, again, it's you don't have to look very far back to see where this takes place. And we're seeing in real time how easy that progression is and how effortless it seems to, to be to move from, you know, calling anybody who's hesitant, uh, stupid, um, to then saying, you know, well, you can't go out to eat dinner to then, you know, maybe you don't receive the same medical treatment that we do. <laughs> I mean... You could read this in a history book and say, oh my God, like how could they ever let it get to that point with one group of their population while at the same time having complete blinders on to what's going on around us. And so that's that's all I'm really trying to instill this week. I'm not, again, so when it comes to politics in Canada, I'm not trying to sway your vote anywhere. That's not my job. But research what the candidates are and where their policies stand when it comes to this kind of stuff, because it may be to me the most important or at least the most pressing issue in this election. Again, it's just the ideas of bodily autonomy and, you know, equal rights, equal access, I guess, uh, for everybody, you know, trying to stay out of creating a tiered society. Um, yeah. So, I mean, research them all yourself. Again, it's not my job to point you in the direction of a political party. It's just, I'm just bringing up the topics that I think are most interesting. And yeah, if you look them up, they're all going to point to one end of the spectrum. So be it. That's, you know, that's, you're listening to me. I'm a fucking idiot talk about this. And yeah, I, I've got opinions. That's what this is about. But, um, you know, it's, it's just trying to expand your mind a little bit. Maybe think of what's going on in a little bit broader terms uh, as opposed to just, you know, smart people on one side, stupid people on the other, or, you know, healthy people on one side, unhealthy on the other. I don't know what, what kind of target you kind of have to paint on the people in the vaccine-hesitant camp to make you dislike them, but just think of it in different terms. Think of it in... Um, Again, just two different tiers of society, what they'll be able to access, what type of freedom or rights they'll have, and then, you know, apply any different terms to those two groups of people. And now what do you think of it? And rather than using the same terms that everybody has been using for the past, I don't know, couple of weeks where it's, it almost feels a little bit hyperbolic, but, you know, here's another one. Look up Kulak in the Russian Revolution. Uh, you know, they were a small minority of the population that was viewed as a parasite on society. 
Sound familiar? <laughs> well, anyway, look up what happened there. Um, again, that's Kulak, K-U-L-A-K, the Russian Communist Revolutions. Read into that and see if you can't draw any parallels to today's situation. That's, again, that's all I'm trying to get at here. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm just trying to point you in some directions that, you know, maybe can help you understand my line of thinking if you think I'm out to lunch and losing my marbles. Because, again, that's always on the table, too. I was even asking one of my buddies who I met through the podcast, but I said to him, you know, am I crazy? (laughs) Because I have been starting to feel that way a little bit. I don't think that's... I actually... You know, after talking to him, I actually felt a lot better about it because maybe that's a sign that I haven't completely gone crazy if I'm still questioning it, despite feeling like maybe I am. So I'd love to hear you guys' feedback, especially if you think I'm way off base or starting to make the flat earth guy sound rational. So yeah, tell me if uh, <laughs> if you notice a cognitive decline on my end. But anyway, that's this week's episode, guys. I uh, Yeah, it's just just some things to think about. You can be Again, so the, the main pointers here, you can be pro-vaccine. I'm all for that. That's a discussion that we can have. I have no problem with that. You can be pro-vaccine without being pro-vaccine mandate. You know, there's uh, th- there should be some choice left in society. You know, I'm again, we're not we're not arguing the vaccine itself here. I'm only arguing the idea of vaccination mandates and vaccine passports. You know, this hasn't even touched into the idea of you know, are your are your health records, are they public knowledge? You know, this isn't even touching that part of the discussion. It's just simply the social ramifications of what could happen if we go down this road. And all we have to do is look back at how far down this road we've already walked. Do you really think we have that much farther to go to these pretty sinister spots? I would argue we don't. And so that's all I really want you to think about. Again, you can be pro-vaccine, but anti-vaccine mandates. Look it up with all the different political parties. And again, if you're Canadian especially, and you want to share this with another Canadian who maybe maybe you've been struggling to explain why you're against mandatory lockdowns or against vaccine passports, share this with them. Try to get, you know, it, it, to me, it's just, it's all about these these political issues. And if you can change people's minds on a little bit of it, maybe they'll start to see where you're coming from, from different aspects. And again, like I wanted to kind of reiterate a few times, you may have problems with the political party leaders or the platforms, but keep in mind when you're talking to the people beside you, uh, you know, your coworkers, your family, your friends, we're all just trying to get out of this thing in a better position than we are now. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to, you know, get back on our feet in whatever way we see fit, but we're all trying to actively make things better. So we can argue the gray area in that, but keep that in mind is that you may have an extreme level of hate for the leader or for the party that they feel like voting for, but realize that the reason they're probably voting for them is just because they think that'll be the best way out. Well, maybe you guys can have arguments on different opinions within that, but don't hate the person just because of the party they're affiliated to is what I'm getting at. We need to be building bridges across these political divides, not deeper and deeper wedges like the issues that we have going on today are producing. And again, especially this one with the vaccine mandates, um, vaccine passports, and then now this discussion of, well, should we even treat non-vaccinated people with the same care that we do everybody else when it comes to hospitalizations and medical treatment? So that's bananas. 
and we need to start to be pumping the brakes. I mean, I think we should have been hitting the brakes a long time ago, but now, you know, <laughs> we're at the proverbial cliff, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but I'm trying to stress this to you as best I can. So I'm going to get my foot out of my mouth here, stop yammering so much, and just say have a great week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Share this with anybody who you think, you know, it might be applicable to. So, sorry, I'm just adding this in at the end because, again, we did have these vaccine mandates and passports drop uh, actually the day after recording this episode. So, what I wanted to just say here is, again, you know, as expected, the online discussion has been uh, pretty heated, to say the least. Um, You see a lot of different opinions floated around online. I don't know what else to say, really. Just be aware of this stuff, right? Like we, you know, ultimately, when it comes down to these companies, these restaurants, these whatever it is, like, you can vote with your dollar. Uh, That really comes down to the bottom line. Um, You don't have to go out and support these companies. You don't have to well, again, you may not be able to, but even when it comes to ordering online or whatever the case may be, like, if you're able to, this is kind of the time to stand together a little bit. If this is, you know, if if this is the feelings that you have, that this kind of, this episode resonates with you, uh, this is the time to stand together. This is the time to, again, vote with your wallet, uh, hit them where it hurts. That's what will really influence change on, you know, the little mom and pop shops or whoever is going along with this, these mandates. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole non-compliance thing, I think, comes up as a, a talking point. It's not something that I can reasonably uh, promote on here, I don't think. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's an idea. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And again, if you are pro-vaccine, if you are vaccinated, your voice matters now more than ever because, again, you're essentially speaking for a group that you are not a part of. You know, you're standing up for personal autonomy while not necessarily agreeing with people's personal decisions. And that carries a lot of weight with it. This isn't meant to, you know, throw any kind of a burden or responsibility on you. It's just it's just a subtle reminder that your voice now matters more than ever. Your wallet now matters more than ever. This isn't a discussion of whether people should be vaccinated or not. This is a discussion of whether people should be mandated to take the vaccine. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. See ya. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you have given me to this point and look forward to hearing you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.